You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and good day, San Jose and all of Sharks territory worldwide. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. You guys might be wondering why you're hearing me instead of Dylan right now. He has taken the day off. We have no reason why. We uh, ooh, let's take a look here. <laughs> Sorry, we got a uh, we got a comment already from Twitter. This longtime listener, first time commenter from DYL underscore stick and rink. That's some meta shit right there, Nick. Yeah, that's that's a throwback. That is a throwback. And we got a comment from Shane on Facebook. Hello and good day. So we know the live stream is working. Uh, today I will be joined by Isha Jerome. You might all know him as uh, the best host on the Soda Pod. That's right. Coffee. I'm talking about you, buddy. Damn. He's the best. Hey, I'm coming in hot early. I am I am honored for that <laughs> comment alone. Um, wow, I'm flustered now, Nick. I'm flustered. Yeah, I was gonna say you you just introed saying, you know, you might wonder why you all you hear my voice here on the podcast. And for those you know tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, you might be asking, why the hell is Isha here instead of Dylan? Um, you know, I'm helping fill in for Dylan today, um, and producer T repping the Vancouver Island here on the Stick Hungry podcast. Kyle McLaren, he may or may not join us. He's having some technical difficulties. If he can get aboard the stream, um, I'm helping uh, hitting switches and controls here as Nick drives the bus, and I'll make sure to bring him along. But uh, glad to be here, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Anytime. We love having you on here. And I heard uh, Kyle actually had to to climb up a tree to try to get his internet working. Still trying. He's up there. (laughs) We're going to try to get him in here as soon as he gets that up and running. But... uh, might as well kick this off. Let's start with our social media handles. You can follow me at Nick Floor underscore. You can follow the podcast at Stick Hungry Pod and Isha. Uh, you can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. Again, repping Vancouver Island. And what is it? At the Soda Pod as well? Oh, yeah, at the Soda Pod. You can also follow uh, State of Hoppy as well. He's commenting here saying, I can't believe you guys didn't start on time. Hoppy, I'm producing the show. So uh, there you go. <laughs> on time is relative, okay? We we're on our own time. Yeah, we, we are on our own time here. And again, thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream. Uh, we got some, well, what, what's on tap here, Nick? What, what do we got on tap here for the show? We got a couple of things dialed up, honestly. I want to kick it off with a bit of a more positive note. I know everyone around this time, if you're watching the live stream, you know the news that we're going to be talking about soon. And everyone listening on Monday has the full detailed breakdown of uh, the upcoming NHL season. But we we wanted to start off with the 30th anniversary heritage jerseys dialed up for the San Jose Sharks because we weren't spending enough money on jerseys. We got to spend some more. Essentially, uh, the San Jose Sharks, and it was kind of hinted by Jonathan Betcher that they're going to be dropping their 30th anniversary heritage jersey, and they did this last week. Uh, for those that you don't understand, for those of you that don't know kind of what it looks like, it's much like this uh, lovely Doug Wilson jersey directly behind me, except it's not going to be made by CCM. It's going to be made by Adidas. So you're running the original logo from the Sharks, as well as their new 30th anniversary patch up on the shoulder area. They're going old school teal, 
old school colors as well as the gray stripe on the bottom. And uh, the live uh, listeners are, or the live viewers are actually going to be taking a look at this right now. Isha's pulling this up. It's that's beautiful. The right, it's that's the right one, correct? Yeah, that's it right there. Not the full, but it, it kind of looks like uh, like this old school one, which is honestly I love. Yeah, that's it's it's a beautiful jersey. Honestly, that twenty four right there. Oh wait, there it is, right behind me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just wanted to touch on it. You know, we got the reverse retros that came out, which I loved. Some people were kind of hemming and hawing on them, and I mean, personally, I love the heritage jerseys. I probably won't buy an Adidas one. Uh, me and Shane kind of talked about the difference between Adidas and CCM, and I I felt like yes, the Adidas jerseys fit better, especially for me, a, a little bit taller of a guy. But you can't pass up on the classic build. That is the CCM jersey. You're talking the double pleat in the elbow area. It's just a classic look, and it's a much higher quality. But what do you, you feel know, about this? I mean, Canadian, so of course. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, Hoppy knew that one was coming. He just teed me up there, Nick. Yeah, I just thought I'd set you up, kind of lobby a couple softballs here. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. And by the way, for those tuning in on the live stream and those on the podcast who, uh, who don't know, uh, Nick, tell have you been wearing that Christmas sweater for the last few episodes? Cause I know like I, I help a little bit uh, behind the scenes with things, but Hey, you got the Christmas lights necklace going on right now. Um, yeah, like thing. flavor flav style. And you also have uh, a pretty amazing uh, Christmas sweater there that I see. I'm up. trying to get the lights to work. It's not just this solid. They actually blink too, but I don't want to give any like viewer a, a seizure either. So I'm just not going to let them blink. This is the Brodolf. The red nose reindeer shirt. Let me stand up. All right, all right, all right. This is Brodolph. So he goes to the gym eight <laughs> days a week. That's right. He's got dumbbells lined up here on the bottom. He's got just insane amount of pecs. He's got biceps, triceps. There's going to be, this is Rudolph's older brother. So that's why they stopped <laughs> picking on him because Blitzen caught a, a right hook from Brodolph and that was it. Like, okay, you're, you're the lead man on Santa sleigh. <laughs> like, oh, well, cheers to you, Brodolph. Um, I know, you know, I, I host the soda pod, uh, covering Minnesota wild and craft beer locally. Um, so I had to bring a little bit of that flavor here, uh, to the, the stick hungry podcast next. So what cheers. are you drinking there? It's a, a hop fusion, hazy ISA, uh, East Vancouver Island collaboration with Brown Dog Brewing as well. It's a Longwood brewery. So actually Shane Van Nice, who's listening, uh, he took me to Longwood Brewing a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, he knows all about this bad boy. So nice. Cheers, and Nick. What, and after you have your first sip there, cheers. I'll, I'll hit you with the sparkling water. <clears throat> what is an ISA? It's a good, uh, I think, Island Session Ale, Indian Session Ale. Is that is that a... Mm. Is that correct? Shane and Hoppy can help me out there. Um, I'm, you know, look, I, I, I talk on a beer podcast. Um, I'm no beer expert. That's why Hoppy and Shane are the ones who, uh, you know, lead the train there. Shane's not even on the fucking show. Shane just comes on and you know, spits stats and uh, facts at me. Uh, a really light beer, though. It's almost like a, I don't know, a sweet ale. Ooh, that sounds good. I might have to look into those. I'm more of a sour guy, as I've told you before, but, um, I absolutely so love Shane's it. actually commenting on that beer here, Nick. Uh, how would you sp uh, you read it off? Yeah, Shane's commenting in from Facebook Live says, that was the second last beer I drank before the food poisoning. So does that mean you're not going to try it again, Shane? Here I am. I, I laughed on my podcast about Shane's food poisoning. Shane, I don't mean to laugh, um, but uh, this was the one. Are you ever going to try it again? Yeah, Shane, you got to give it a shot at least one more time. You know, I ate Taco Bell before I had appendicitis. You don't see me passing up Taco <laughs> Bell every day. Come on, man. <laughs> 
that's a story for another day okay that's no, I mean, a, that's a story for maybe the podcast that we do later for the midweek oh yeah definitely that could go on there dylan chiming in says good job boys nick don't let isha give away the keys to the castle <laughs> i don't even have the keys dylan you have the keys yeah you, dylan you, you got the keys on lockdown my friend so you there didn't know no... open the door but i don't have anything to drive it okay so <laughs> shane said he doesn't blame the beer for the food poisoning good maybe <laughs> but maybe uh, uh, a few of the beers and it wasn't food poisoning I don't know. We've all been there. Did you get drunk for your first time, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's. What else we got? We got some San Jose Sharks talk here as well. Yeah, we're going to get into a little bit. Um, another big loss for San Jose. We all know that we lost Jumbo Joe Thornton over the offseason to the lovely Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, don't even say that. Can't wait to see him get bounced out in the first round, Jumbo. Damn. <laughs> unless he's traded at the deadline. Uh, San Jose also loses Melker, the milkman, Carlson. Oh, now, devastating. Well, okay, so it's the other Carlson. So now we're really losing the Carlson ratio that we had against Vegas because that was a big debate. We had two more Carlsons, therefore we should win. Um, Carl uh, Melker Carlson was more of like a bottom six forward, but where, he's, where he did the most damage was on the PK for the Sharks. And if you recall, his PK line mate was Barkley Goodrow. So the Sharks have effectively lost both of their PK specialists in the course of a single offseason. One, you trade away Barkley Goodrow for the first round pick from Tampa Bay. They go on and win the Stanley Cup. And now you lose Mer Melker Carlson. He's going back home to play in the SHL. Not even going to attempt to pronounce the, the team name that he's going to play for. He's just going back home. But um, this is going to hit the Sharks hard. They're going to have to get some younger guys like uh, Dylan Gambrell. Maybe even like a Carlson, uh, sorry, not a Carlson, but a uh, Marcus Sorensen or possibly a John Leonard to fill in these roles to try to get this PK back up because we had one of the best PKs in the league dating back to 2016. Um, the fact that that's going to take a hit already on a team that's kind of lackluster in scoring, it's going to be pretty bad. So, yeah, here I'm actually just going to bring up uh, the, the current roster here on cap friendly and it, it is really thin. And then, you know, this is not new to anyone, you know, in the, in the Bay area who covers this team mm -hmm. and you're fans of the San Jose Sharks, but now really looking at it, um, you, you kind of thought, you know, this team is, has a ton of players, great players because of all the money that we're dishing out to the top ones. And, you know, that can't be disputed that you do have elite talent there, but other than those, those recognizable players, I mean, for someone who doesn't follow this team as much, you know, I'm just looking at it right now, man, being like, this is some slim pickings next year. If you really want to be competitive. Yeah, I've I viewed this season from the get go as a transitional season, especially with the expansion draft coming up and the the heavy hitting contracts that the Sharks have kind of in effect. We're kind of putting ourselves in purgatory. This is cap hell purgatory for San Jose right now. You look at the top six guys, top five guys, you have Couture, Kane, Meyer, Hurdle, LeBanc, right? And then if you jump down to defense, you have Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic. Over two thirds of the cap, if I or, or close to a half, is taken up from those guys. If any one of them get injured, i.e., last year, you're taking a massive hit yeah. across the entire team because we don't have the depth that we used to have to kind of bring these younger guys up to fill in these spots. Why don't we have this depth? You may I ask? We traded it all away. <laughs> <laughs> we traded it all away for. Well, not for Eric Carlson, but we traded all of it away for Eric Carlson and one and a half legs, basically, and then dished out eleven and a half million dollars to him. So while this might seem like a small little blip off the radar, Melker Carlson, okay, yeah, he didn't lead the league in 
anything, you know, essentially. <laughs> but his average time on ice and his penalty kill helped the team tremendously. And the ripple effect that each one of these tiny pebbles has in the grand scheme of thing is going to, you're going to see it all come crashing together. Joe Thornton, Barkley Goodrow, Melker Carlson, uh, even Brendan Dillon, you know, trading Brendan Dillon to the Capitals. It's going to be a very different team next year. And uh, temper your expectations, Sharks fans. It's not going to look good. That's another hit, Brendan Dillon. See, again, I don't follow this team as you know closely as you boys. Um, so I, I remembered that happening now, but I totally forgot about it. That I mean, I, I remembered that at the time, but I totally forgot about it now because he wasn't really with the Caps that long. I see. I think mm-hmm. what we saw him a few games, you know, prior to the COVID stoppage, and then they were the Caps were knocked out fairly early in the playoffs. So. Yeah. He did resign there, though. They loved him enough to resign there. I, there was one game where he stood up for one of the, I'm, I don't know exactly who it was, but he took a run at someone. And Tom Wilson was like, hey, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be perfectly honest, I mean, the Capitals defense has thinned out the last few years as well. I mean, you know, Nate Schmidt, who was, you know, a depth player for them at the time, is now in a top six role, or was in top six role, Vegas now with the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and That's an underrated pickup for Vancouver. And and just some of their depth that the Capitals really leaned on, especially in the playoffs on the defense defensive side, is gone as well. John Carlson is not a defensive first player. Niskanen retired. I think people forgot about that as well. Mm-hmm. So they needed, uh, you know, just a, a defensive first tough defender in uh, in Brendan Dillon, who plays the game very clean. You know, he's not a dirty player by any means. This guy just plays hardcore defense. Uh, BC boy, what can you say? West Coast, best coast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we can agree on that. West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> um steve (laughs) i am late did nick eat already uh there's no uh nick will try it on this uh show but we'll we'll get into that as we continue on i will uh say we'll put out a request though steve if you have any crazy stories about uh, any san jose sharks or barracuda players who've had any crazy weddings or any crazy wedding stories from the bay area i know you're plugged into everything you're the super fan uh we'd love to hear those stories whether you comment here or tweet me at twitter because uh in one of the podcasts this week nick and i are gonna run down uh, some funny wedding stories in the nhl we'd love to highlight some san jose ones as well and uh it, it's great that you're joining us too sir uh nick what else do we got in store while well, i quickly fix this backdrop of mine i got a little too <laughs> that thing here. always falls man I yeah swear. thanks producer t <laughs> uh another big loss that the san jose sharks kind of took this last week is uh jamie baker moving on from broadcasting for the san jose sharks we also got a uh, kendall coin schofield moved on she's going to actually be i think she's taking a coaching role in the blackhawks organization which is Honestly, kudos to her. She's she was doing amazing commentary. She's a phenomenal hockey player. We wish nothing but the best for Kendall Queen Schofield. But a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a personal touch. Seem to be having some issues with that back there. Huh? He needs yeah, some new double sided tape. I, I just said fuck it. <laughs> I'll send you some nice three M double sided tape to you. I have some over there, but I'm not gonna walk off the. You know, I, I take a couple seconds there, let you let you talk, and then try to address it. But it didn't it didn't happen. So those are the podcasts. Tune back into the video uh, for that. I'm sure Dylan will love to clip that one up. But anyways, yeah, it'll be uploaded on YouTube. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. Sorry, to interrupt. <laughs> you're all good. I was just kind of laughing there, just taking a look at you struggle with it. Oh, um, but uh, not to undermine Kendall Coyne Schofield leaving the San Jose Sharks as a broadcaster, but a one that hits a little bit closer to home for Sharks fans, the Sharks organization is Jamie Baker. Uh, Jamie Baker was a San Jose Shark in the early to late, early to mid '90s. Uh, played for the San Jose Sharks, began broadcasting for the Sharks. It was just phenomenal. He got a little bit of flack early on in his broadcasting career when he essentially uh, replaced Drew Remenda. 
So I do remember earlier people were kind of jumping on him because people love Drew. Drew was amazing. He was very unbiased in his takes. Um, but Jamie is just phenomenal. He's going to be a huge miss. And I kind of wanted to give a little, not a story, but essentially a story, a little breakdown of a couple of things like the best of Jamie Baker, in my opinion. It's only two main points, but um, the San Jose Sharks first playoff series was actually in 1994. It's the year I was born, guys. <laughs> and uh, Jamie Baker was actually in that game. Now, the Sharks went in to that. It was their very first playoff series in franchise history, and it was against the number one seeded Detroit Red Wings. They made it all the way to game seven, and they're, you're playing in Detroit, which is one of the most brutal, I think it was still Joe Lewis arena back then. It was one of the most brutal environments to play in as uh, Steve's commenting in from Twitter saying I was one of them, but love Jamie now. Yeah. You, you get a little critical because Jamie was a little biased in his takes, but he loved the sharks and it, it kind of reflected in his commentary. And it was just love Jamie, love Jamie still do. Um, getting back to the game seven, they're playing in Detroit. It's tied two to two. And Jamie Baker just lasers this puck in the back of the net. You can actually find a YouTube video of it. It's the choppiest, grainiest video ever. It's definitely 1994 hockey. Uh, and they win in that dramatic 3-2 to two win to take the series to advance around to and knock off the number one seed of Red Wings. And that kind of started the Red Wings-Sharks rivalry that had lasted for such a long time when the Red Wings were in the Western Conference. And... That's probably one of his biggest goals of his career. He said it on record. It was just one of the most surreal moments of his life. And thank you, Jamie, for everything that you've done for the Sharks organization, for overcoming the struggles that you had with mental health, coming on live on air, talking about them, putting out your, your radical gratitude that you have for, for being who you are and being where you are as a person and as a human being and, and essentially as a father as well. Um, I just wanted to kind of extend our gratitude towards you, Jamie, for just all the work that you've done over the years for San Jose, uh, the organization and for San Jose, the community. And it looks like Isha's got this 94 Western quarterfinals game seven. It's only, let's see what we got here. Now Whitney, he's all alone. He'll push it to the corner, chase after it. Trailing is Baker. They score! Sharks score. They lead 3-2. It's in the net. It's in the net. <laughs> it gets me every time. <laughs> Baker was there. Cronin was there. That shot was directed. They way they were jumping on Jamie Baker. He got a goal in game one. Look at the clearing there by Osgood. Look at the shot right there. Osgood. Oh, love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Osgood, get the fuck back in the net. What are you doing, bud? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Some 90s ass goaltending, if I've ever seen it. Wow. Number one seeded Red Wings. And that set the tone from then on. It was the yeah. Red Wings fans were like, oh, fuck these Sharks players, man. They hate it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, I mean, that's that's Randy Hahn. That's young Randy Hahn, his future, you know, broadcaster calling his. Wow. His greatest goal in his career. And like I said, it's from everything that he's gone through as a hockey player and as a human being, I just wanted to extend from both myself, um, the mental health community, everything that you've done to help further mental health, health awareness. And from just Stick Hungry Podcast and Sharks Territory nationwide, um, 
we appreciate you, Jamie. Best of luck in all of your future endeavors. Um, Steve's commenting, uh, have to love Barclay's goal, but Jamie's is the best. Uh, Nick, you agree, obviously, I'm guessing? Yeah, I, I, recency bias, I hate Vegas. And I'm a young, I, you know, I'm not a boomer. So, like, yeah, I you really, can really love Barclay Goodrow's goal against Vegas. But, like, Jamie's is a timeless wonder. You're going to see that. They're, they're one of the same. Love it. Amazing. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, folks. Uh, on the other side, we have some NHL stuff to talk about because, Nick, there's a season upon us. And it's, you know, World Juniors just around the corner as well as when that wraps up some National Hockey League play. We'll dive into all that and more. Thanks, everyone, joining the Stick Hungry podcast. We'll see you on the other side. We've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, those are the moments... Where you know you're down three nothing, and the team has this amazing comeback, and the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. An easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What you know? What's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better, or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um... Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. like a minute 30 there fixed her <laughs> yeah <laughs> see it's back up I'm you like, see me? did you see me go i was I'm like sweating here man i'm like oh shit i gotta do this i got a couple more seconds <laughs> see the jackets commercial was playing but in my head i just heard mission impossible dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he's fucking getting it i'm like oh he's gonna make it <laughs> oh man oh, that's amazing okay welcome back everybody um and welcome back nhl hockey let's go about to get fucking crazy in this bitch. You already know what time it is. Let's fucking go. Fucking right go. now, right now, it is 3.55 p.m. Sunday. Is today the 20th? Hey, today's payday. Let's go. December 20th. <laughs> today's payday for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. December 20th, 2020. The NHL Board of Governors and the NHLPA have agreed on a return to play for the 2021 season. Let's give it up for the boys. You know what? I respect uh, I respect the diligence of both of these. Uh, you know, the NHLPA and the NHL. Uh, I heard that the document that they reviewed for this, Nick, like no shit, was probably like a thousand some pages. Like, oh yeah, because um, everything's in it and all the modifications as well. Because exactly. So like, this is not something that you could just you know in two days agree on and then sign off and make it official to the press. Like, this has been in the works for like two weeks. Easy. I want to. I want to give credit where it's due i i'm a follower of baseball i'm not like as much as i am hockey and football but i'm a big follower of baseball and seeing what happened with the mlb situation 
and seeing how the NHL and NHLPA kind of saw that was like, okay, we don't need to do that. We're not going to do what happened there. We're going to get this taken care of in a very relatively short amount of time. Like just kudos to you guys. Thank you so much for the, this is from myself and from the fans. Like this is, we needed this shit. Okay. <laughs> like we need Sharks this now. Fans needed this shit more yeah. than any other hockey fan out there. Right <laughs> we now. are shut the fuck down everywhere right now. It is insane. COVID cases are rising nationwide and not going to get political about anything at all, but like we need the escape. Okay. The, the Bay area team for football is not doing good. They lost to the Cowboys today. We need some life. And there's no better sport on this planet than hockey. You can you can fist fight me in a bar for it. Okay, hockey is the greatest and sport. I'd, I'm going to back him up. So you know you're going <laughs> to fist fight both of us. And Kyle, Kyle will be there. He might not be here right now, but he'll be there. Yeah, he'll okay. be there for sure. You know if he, you know sometimes Kyle can't make stick hungry podcast. You know his internet connection is not that great, as all you listeners know. But uh, we text Kyle and we say, Yo, this is scrap down at the old uh, brew house. He's there. He's he's there oh, for yeah. the most. Easy. He's pretty mild-tempered based on the story you told us last week about almost dropping old Cletus I, up I, in I also, <laughs> I also want to bring whoever sends you guys those emails, his buddy. Talk about the wind chime oh, yeah. and all that shit, because that guy seems like a fucking riot, too. Mike Black is a godsend and needs to be cherished. <laughs> <laughs> but getting into kind of the agreement, there's a lot of information that is going to be digested. Like he said, it's about a thousand pages long. Um, I'm going to just try to break this down bare bones. And we can kind of discuss what sticks out to us the most. 56 games, January 13th is the start date. So middle of January, just before Super Bowl. So that way the fans are going to start coming in. Everything's going to be a-okay. Training camp for last year's non-playoff teams. That includes San Jose, uh, Ducks, Kings, Ottawa, a couple other teams. I know there's three more. But I'm not sure. The Red Wings, that's right, because they were like way down there. Uh, they get to start training camp on the 30th. Whereas the other playoff teams or the playoff teams essentially get to start theirs on the third. So that's you get an extra week. That's interesting. Yeah, we get an extra week essentially of training camp because we didn't get any sort of playing time for the the play-ins and the return to play, stuff like that. So a bit of a compensation. You're never going to see that happen again. Basically, how fat are you? We have an extra week to get you in shape. <laughs> get in the fucking sauna and start riding the bike. Yeah, get, get your ass on the bike and get in the sauna. Put the, put the bread down. Put it down now. <laughs> I don't care if your name is the bread man. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, Panarin. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, the biggest thing. Well, not the biggest thing, but training camp is set at 36 skaters and unlimited goalies. That's a bit of, <laughs> a, bit of a, a NFL joke there. But Mr. Unlimited. 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 Hey, Seahawks fan over here. Uh, Will Russell. Bryant. Where you at, Will Bryant? <laughs> I, I do know Russell Wilson. He's a character. Um, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, definitely. He's Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> um, unlimited goaltenders. So expect all Sharks goaltenders to be at that training camp. You're talking Martin Jones. You're talking... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry there for a second. Um, Seda Hoppy chimes in and says, isn't it only three days earlier? Well, yeah, but, but like the previous week, assumingly, you know, it's quick math, you know? The previous week is when you get, you don't get an extra seven days, but you start the previous week. I think I haven't looked at the calendar yet. A lot of this stuff just came out. Hoppy get on my ass about that. Um, See, this is why he likes me better. Hoppy. Yeah. I just let him go. <laughs> yeah. Hop. Jeez. I don't interrupt the show like that. Crappy. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> goaltenders. Stay the crappy. <laughs> Unlimited goaltenders. So you're going to see uh, Martin Jones. You're going to see former Minnesota wild goaltender, 
Devin Dubnik. You're going to see Joseph Kornar. Uh, you're not going to see Melanchuk. I Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, Alexi Melanchuk for the Sharks is going to stay over in the KHL. He's going to continue his um, experience building exercises over there. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, Shane, Shane leaves the bang of the cup. The only unlimited thing the skaters are used to is breadsticks. Olive Garden, baby. Let's go. <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one, Shane. That was a good That's one. Amazing. Keep coming. I expect Ryan Merkley to get called in for this camp. I expect everyone who's in the OHL that plays for San Jose, because the Barracuda are also expected to play in this agreement. I expect everyone up to 36 players. So the Sharks' best prospects are going to be at that training camp. Uh, John Leonard has been bunking with Mario Ferraro, if I have been looking at his YouTube videos correctly. So expect John Leonard in there competing for a bottom six role. Biggest thing. <laughs> Hoppy chimes in again, says you choose which messages to display. Actually, we Isha does. So there you go. I'm holding all the power. Yeah. We just like to throw you under the bus, then back it up and drive over you again. <laughs> Nick uh, does. You know, I mean, don't throw him too under the bus. I have to do a show with this guy in like, you know, two hours here. So or an hour <laughs> and a half or whatever. <sighs> oh, this is great. Honestly. Um, sharks hold training camp at the ice den. In Scottsdale, Arizona, they will not be the San Jose Sharks for training camp, and they may not be the San Jose Sharks at all this year, depending on the shutdowns and the COVID restrictions currently in place in Santa Clara County. But uh, training camp is going to be at the Ice Den in Scottsdale. You know, big props to the boys over there in Arizona, Coyotes organization, everyone else, and uh, ASU as well. I believe they had a hand in that. To so allow us. who do you think gets the, the, the most turnout, assuming that they can have even like... 3,000 people there. Uh, do you think that the Coyotes, the Sharks, or ASU still? Um, it'll probably be the Coyotes. There's, I don't, there's not going to be a lot of Sharks fans in Arizona. Well, that was so. the joke there. I was going to say, yeah. like, you know, watch 3,000 people come and watch Sharks, and only 2,000 come for their actual home team. Oh, no, no 3,000 people. <laughs> that would be fucked. Yeah, I'm just saying. That would be so bad. <laughs> the Scott the Scotch got <laughs> a, yeah. a bit of a ring to it, you know. Not well, gonna hey, lie. In the NBA, it's the Florida Raptors right now representing the uh, the North. They're gonna be land sharks instead. That's it. You know, they're good to go. Find the closest beach. Good luck. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're gonna be doing their training camp outside of Scottsdale, Arizona. This is the thing that I think is the most interesting: the taxi squad. The taxi squad is essentially four to six players, from what I've read. Now I may be wrong right now because all this news is just coming out. Um. The, the taxi squad is essentially four to six players that you're allowed to bring and practice with you, but you can use if there's any, uh, let's see, any COVID protocols or if there are any essentially yeah, injured immediate, players. Immediate injuries because of the fucking uh, Canadian border law where you have to quarantine for 14 days upon entering Canada. Like you can't call up from a farm team that's across the border. It's just, it just cannot happen. And I know uh, the Western Canadian teams in the Canucks, Edmonton and Calgary flames, they all declare that it would be way too much money to house an entire AHL team. So the Utica comments for Vancouver, for example, in uh, a Canadian city, and it would just be insane to have that team travel with the, the Canucks too, and play the team in the region of where they're playing in Canada. So it just, money-wise just didn't work for the owners and that's why yeah this taxi squad is is going to be with each team which kind of sucks if you're a younger player still in development like you'd have to this is kind of gonna not stunt their development but at least be like a, it, 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 it a little bit. yeah at least make it plateau like getting a step forward kind of like in the ohl some of these players who 
maybe they play third line and have a shot, you know, when they're 20 to actually get noticed by an NHL team. Well, they lose a whole year of actually, you know, throwing their body around and playing hockey the way that it's played at the pro level because of that crazy OHL rule where you, it's basically non-contact shinny right now. Yeah, it's development equals reps. So yeah. if you're not getting those reps, yeah, exactly. You know, to the 10,000 hours theory goes hand in hand with every sport and every art. So if you're not able to put in your 10,000 hours, you're not going to be able to develop correctly. So I do believe you use like inhibiting or stunting essentially, or stalemate, whatever you want to say. It's not positive movement for these younger players. Like you said. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a right off season. Uh, yeah. What else you got in, uh, in, you know, some of these new uh, points that just came out or earlier today, this all dropped. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had this all, I got all the, the, whatchamacallit's the tweets from Friedman and Pierre Lebron, everyone. I'm just like, holy moly, we got content. And I want to say thank you because I'm literally going to copy this from the outline and put it right on the soda pod. So thanks, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to just gonna take this right here. Yeah, I'm gonna right there. Okay, thanks for doing all the work. Ah, uh, yeah, no, we don't care about the, the Scottsdale, Arizona shit. Let's take that off. A <laughs> um, couple of big uh, dates to remember for not just Sharks fans, but everyone that enjoys hockey. There's an opt-out option for players. I don't know the exact specifics, so I'm not going to comment on anything I don't know 100% on. Uh, opt-out deadline for non-playoff teams is the 24th of December, so Christmas Eve. This coming Thursday is the opt-out deadline. And then the 27th, three days later, is for the playoff teams. So Sharks players, their opt-out deadline would be on Christmas Eve. Minnesota Wild any other teams that may so, have not had a complete shitter of a season. I'm laughing because how many like eggnog and rum? Um, well, I guess how many decisions are going to be induced by eggnog and rum by the players this year? Cause I feel like oh, there's going to be a few where they're just like, they're just liquor. They're like, you know what? I just want to keep doing this. Fuck playing in this COVID <laughs> bubble. I'm out. Then the next day, you know, their wives are like, wait, what did you do? And he's like, oh shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> Waking up next to the toilet. I did what? <laughs> and all the boys are like, he did it. He opted out. He signed it. He fucking <laughs> he signed the Google Doc. They're just taking bets. Like, who said he would? Who said he wouldn't? You just see Logan Gatoris just walking around. All right, we got bets on the house of Andrew Kane's gonna pass it up for the fight. <laughs> he wants to fight Logan Paul or whatever fucking Paul brother he's trying to honestly. Beat up. He'll make more money with that than this year in the NHL with the the escrow and <laughs> the amount that yeah. the owners, anyways. Yeah, that's that's a bit rough. But <laughs> uh, let's see here. We already talked about the taxi squad uh, trade deadline, huge April twelfth. I think this is all essentially ratioed out, like percentage wise. Right. So um, they essentially just did a certain percentage of the games played, divvied it out eighty two as opposed to fifty six, and then used the dates that way. Uh, end of regular season is going to be on the 8th of May. So that'll be the end of Sharks hockey. So write that down, May 8th. <laughs> we are not fucking making the playoffs. I want to clip this just like in case, you know, the, the miracle happens and they and they they squeeze in. Yeah, honestly, it's just tempering expectations. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, we got to lose this game because I said that we're not going to make the playoffs. Like, I'm going to root for this fucking team to oh, win the Stanley course. Cup. But like have reasonable expectations like it doesn't make look, any sense for the sharks to be a phenomenal team look at the division they're in we'll look at that later but look at the pacific slash west division they're going to be in it's going to be rough so especially with the the playoff format that they're implementing which i also may have had a uh, bit of a prediction on that one <laughs> uh, expansion draft was put to july 21st and the the asterisk next to that no movement clauses attached to players currently playing this year are going to be extended throughout July. So you can't kind of work your way around the no movement clause 
system to get someone to take a player like, I don't know, like a Eric Carlson or, or anyone that has a, an NMC, NMC attached to them. So that way the expansion draft and everything is going to be the same. Steve chiming in from Twitter. Everyone will leave here because taxes are about to go crazy. Yes, taxes are about to go crazy. Taxes are always going up. So that's why the players are opting out? <laughs> yeah, that, that's it right there. Vander <laughs> Kane's like, I'm done. <laughs> it costs so much fucking money to live here. Uh, guys, the NHL... <laughs> I'm sure Nikolai Goldobin will come back. He just, uh, um, I'm pretty sure he's uh, going on to his second KHL team. Yeah, that was the best giveaway in Sharks history. Just take him. <laughs> take him. We already see what's what's wrong with him. Get him the fuck out of here. Like, Canucks, fan, like, Canucks fans still want him. What? Dude, it's crazy. There's some weird love for him in that, you know, Oaf Nikita Triampkin who like had a few games with the club. You guys got to cut the umbilical cord, man. They love their Russians. What can I say? You got to let your bird fly. <laughs> <laughs> Since the... Pavel, they just can't, they just can't, you know, they can't uh, unattach from those Russians. He might. He could get better. <laughs> he probably won't. <laughs> the, uh, the NHL draft is set to take place on July 23rd and 24th. So that's two days after the expansion draft. And the most important day of all, free agent frenzy, July 28th. So the end of July is when shit gets crazy for the NHL. So a lot to digest. I know there's also a rookie slider and ELC slider went down from 10 games to, I believe, seven. So now if they go past seven games or I think it might be six. God damn, it might have to check fact check me on that one, Isha. But uh, the ELC slider went down to 8% of the games. So I think it's seven then. Yeah. It went we're gonna, seven go, we're gonna go with that because yeah, um, I am fact checking right now. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm checking my Facebook. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm setting up the last segment here, Nick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, ELCs are gonna go down. So you're still looking at eight percent of the season. So that's not gonna deal with the Sharks a whole lot because we don't have anyone that's fringe ELC, fringe, you know, veteran players. So. The only other thing that I think really is worth mentioning is the playoff format moving forward. But I kind of want to I want to show everybody that's watching the live stream right now what the what the new division essentially looks at the finalized division, because there was a lot of rumors between St. Louis or is it going to be Minnesota or is it going to be Dallas? Who's going to be in this Pacific slash West division? So we're going to bring that up here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) You said it you said it up pretty good. I just had a little leg here on my there we go. There we go. So taking a look at it, they did it in alphabetical order, not an expected seating because Anaheim being number one, that's just a joke and a half. So we have <laughs> we got Anaheim, we have the Arizona Coyotes, we have Colorado, LA, poor Minnesota, God San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. So like so, St. Louis and Minnesota, this this hurts them a lot. Yeah, this is this is not good for Minnesota. This is not, I mean, even like you said, St. Louis, this is not good at all because they're the basically playoffs. like guaranteed now to get COVID going into California, which they're probably <laughs> no, no, not, no, no. <laughs> which, you know, they're probably not pumped about. And also no, going into uh, Vegas, going well, into that Vegas. Too, that, that too. <laughs> um, you know, and fucking Arizona too. I was, you know, they're, they're actually not doing that well. <laughs> so like they're all around, they're pissed and their fans are like, God damn it. Now I have to literally all the games are going to be nine thirty starts. For those yeah. essential times. So, I mean, I it is what it is. It's an outlier year. Um, I kind of feel a little... I was critical in the Canada division. I understand it again. I wasn't, like, arguing 
you know, not in favor of it based on everything that's going on in the world. It just sucks from someone who likes the Vancouver Canucks perspective and follows a Western team uh, in Canada. But I really feel for the Minnesota fans. As someone who covers the Minnesota Wild, like, man, this just is, this is textbook Minnesota. They, you know, Vikings fans would say, you know, this is what it's like to be a Vikings fan. Uh, sports fans in Minnesota say this is what it's like to be a Minnesota fan. Like, nothing yeah. really goes right for them. You get a hatchet in the old back every time any sort of decision is made that affects your guys' uh, outcome. And if you if you look at that, that breakdown essentially the teams the top four in that division off the top of your head instantly is going to go vegas st louis colorado and i mean dallas and and it's a toss-up number four is going to be a toss-up between dallas and minnesota and it all depends on injuries covid protocols and and just overall game dallas wasn't on your list here so are you sure I am dumb. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, I just took it off the screen, Nick. Well, Come dude. on. Sorry, I, I have it off to the left and I'm kind of going back and forth and back and no forth. Worries, no worries. So it's gonna be Minnesota and Arizona mainly. And the reason why you might might be wondering why I'm saying the top four teams is because the playoff format that the NHL has agreed on called it top four from each division. Now I think I said it on after hours when we were discussing. I think it was like almost a month and a half ago we were talking about, hey, if we're returning to play with this T's divisional alignment, what are, you know, how's the playoffs going to work? Well, if you're only playing within your own division, then the standings are going to be based off of your own division. Exactly. So it's going to be top four from each individual division. And so that way each division has a representative of the uh, their own specific finals essentially as far as that goes you know minnesota's laughing because i think they're a way better team than the arizona coyotes in you know they, i mean well, they are i don't uh, think like they are a hundred percent so yeah well initially i thought dallas was there because i had a slight stroke so <laughs> that's why the coin toss was there i would probably do like 75 25 75 minnesota as the fourth seed and 25 percent arizona yeah. and it, it all hinges on so many variables right covid protocols exactly uh, if guys can step up uh, if you're taking a hit in net, you know, defensive play, all that shit comes into play. And just uh, St. Louis, you know, they're losing a lot of key pieces. And if Tarasenko can't come back, then, I mean, they're they're a different team. Like, and is retired as well. Yeah, they're, they man, like this Stanley Cup team has been shredded. If you really look at the team that won the Cup to what it is now, I mean, they have some of the big names, but they're not the same team. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the divisions and breakdowns uh, on the next episode there, which I'm going to fill in uh, for the Thursday episode as well, Nick. Before we wrap things up, though, I want to give uh, one quick update on the Nick will try it segment. We'll take a quick break on the other side. Uh, you can update the listeners on that and then we'll wrap up the show here and uh, we'll see you all uh, on the next episode. But uh, on the other side, uh, Nick will try it update wrapping up the show. Thanks to everyone joining a live stream and listening back on the podcast, the stick hungry podcast presented by the hockey podcast network. That you won't try. That thing gets me every time. I love it. Yeah, I Dylan, love that. Dylan app. does amazing work for those listening on the or watching us on the live stream. <laughs> He's got amazing, amazing work. Transitions, all the good, the regulators with the Power Rangers dancing. That's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll wrap the show up with that one then. <laughs> nice. Uh, just as a quick update, we weren't going to do it this week. We didn't get a poll out there. Um, as you guys know, I'm still training for the uh, Chaco challenge that Richie Flores and I are going to be doing on episode 100. So uh, I'll be trying blazing wings from B-dubs, which is their Carolina Reaper sauce wings. 
I had their wild, which is their second hottest and emblazon is their hottest. Um, but as far as what you can look forward to next week for the listeners and for the viewers, we actually bought this. Oh, it what? is Italian lasagna flavored roasted cricket snack. Damn. Crickets. It's fucking crickets in here. It's roasted crickets. You know, you're a baseball guy. You know the well, the former Safeco field uh, where the Seattle Mariners play. They actually they have some of the the all, like the craziest food there. You know, baseball food. It's 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 a legendary. They have uh lemon. I think it's like lemon pepper crickets, deep fried crickets. So you can get that sounds like it would be good. I don't. They didn't have the hot sauce ones. They had like jalapeno sauce or seasoned ones, and I was down to get those, but they uh they ran out. Apparently, they're a hot ticket. So. This is all I got left for you right here. This Italian lasagna. So I'll let you know how that you'll get. You guys get to look forward to that next week uh, on next. Sunday. I was just going to say, Steve's about to comment and here he goes. Head head head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, Steve again. Quite the abuse, uh, especially with that miracle whip shit. That was disgusting for those listening yeah. to who've listened back to that podcast. And you watched the live stream. Uh, the person in the background yelled, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, that was me. That was <laughs> One of these days, Isha, I'm going to have to hand the reins off to you since you seem so into this segment as well as into trying the weirdest shit. Yeah, anytime, anything for content, you know, I'm uh, I'm up for the challenge. If you need a little breaky poo, just let me know. Tap me, I, tag I, me I, in. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Nick, I got your back. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Steve again, commenting again from Twitter. Sounds chirping good, Nick. Steve, I'll, I'll eat fucking head cheese. Let's go. Question for you. If you eat these... Do you become a better chirper on the ice? Ooh, I guess you'll have to find out. Uh, hopefully, when these COVID restrictions <laughs> lift, um, I think that's all for for this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. Tune back into uh, the podcast on Thursday for more. Uh, Nick and I are going to jump back on the mic for that one. Uh, but before we close out, Nick, uh, what else do we have for our listeners? Where can they find us? Uh, run down all that jazz. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. You can find myself at Nick Floor underscore. And uh, Isha at VI Sports Talks, where you can find myself, uh, the show that I produce here on the Hockey Podcast Network with the best co host in the world, uh, second in you know, second place in Nick's books, unfortunately, but at State of Hoppy. And our show is The Soda Pod. You can find us at The Soda Pod. One more day to vote on our malt madness. Um, mm -hmm. I know none of you in the Bay Area or in California who are fans of the Sharks uh, probably know anything about Minnesota craft beer, but I don't really either. And uh, I've been able to participate and uh, just help pump this uh, local bracket for Minnesota wild fans and Minnesota natives. It's a, it's a great initiative, and we're actually going to start doing more brackets on our podcast twitter account moving forward this season um the next one we have in plan is going to be can art from uh west coast breweries versus minnesota breweries uh in the state there and uh you know both i, I would say you know california oregon and british columbia just up that coast they have some of the best craft beer scenes and some of the best artists too uh west coast art of, of all you know facets uh to put that up against minnesota i think that you know we'll we'll come out on top there so we're gonna do some can art brackets and uh, a lot of other cool things moving forward so go go check us out at the soda pod uh give us some love there and even if you don't know uh the if you don't know anything about the beers i know shane van nice here uh you know listener and rap artist of the stick hungry podcast he uh he did his research and actually looked up 
uh, all the breweries and just was based off of, I don't know, he, he set out his own uh, playbook and map there. And based on his own curriculum, he chose which ones should win the bracket. So, hey, support us at the Soda Pod. Shane's commenting right now and is already commenting a, a local beer here saying Ninja Panda, which everyone uh, on this you know live stream podcast, go check out uh, the Ninja, Ninja Panda beer. It's a uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, just do what I did. Vote based on name and beer type. <laughs> I've tried. Um, you know, Hoppy sent me a care package, so I tried a few of them. So I was mm-hmm. able to vote for a few. And to be honest, a lot of those who participated in the Malt Madness came on the Soda Pod. A lot of the owners were brewmasters. So we were a little bit, I'd say I was a little bit biased. I'm like, shit, you know, I, I had the Waconia boys. I had the Modest guy on. Like, of course, I'm probably going to vote for them. But uh, right now, you know, our, our last two matchups, we have a more like a, a bigger brewery in Modest and who are unbelievable they've been on our show they have a great following unbelievable beer as well and then we have a kind of a smaller one in invictus and the invictus crowd on twitter has their like friends family second cousins third cousins you know you know their their burner accounts just uh wanting to make sure that they win it literally i think it's like just over 400 votes it's exactly 50 50 right now with one day left it's insane get over there and vote guys you can uh, follow isha and then he will retweet it and you'll see the uh You'll see the poll there. So make sure you go over there and vote. I'm always pulling for the underdog. So let's go Invictus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, Nick. I think uh, I think that's it. I think that is it too, sir. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Sorry we couldn't get the other guys on. You know, life happens. And Kyle uh, fell out of the tree while trying to get the internet back up and running. So he was never able to join us today. Um, like, I, like I said before, we left out the handles. Uh, appreciate you guys stopping by and uh, have a great rest of your day. Oh, sorry. I'm squeezing in one last comment here <laughs> at the end because it just, it just came in. Just came in. Hoppy says Invictus was also on our show, Isha. And I just have to say, um, I know they were Hoppy, but, <laughs> but I wasn't on that show. So I forgot there. All right. There we go. Thanks again, Nick, for having me. And uh, Dylan and the boys will be back soon. We'll talk to you uh, on the next episode, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night.